0: Tonight, my attention is drawn to St. Paul. He names three camps. The Jews who seek signs, the Greeks who seek wisdom, and himself who preaches that. I ask myself, To which camp am I drawn? It was once brought to my attention that someone seeking the truth of their self should look at their behaviors rather than their intentions. Behaviors witness to the truth of a person, whereas ...intentions witness only to a person's fantasies about themselves. Applying this to Christians, Soren Kierkegaard once quipped that Jesus did not seek admirers, but rather sought followers... An admirer keeps himself detached at a safe distance. His admiration sparks his imagination but not his heart. It sparks poetic intentions but no concrete action. The admirer never makes true sacrifices. He always plays it safe. The admirer will go on and on about how he prizes Jesus, but will renounce nothing, change no behavior. A follower, on the other hand, aspires with all her strength to become what she admires. A follower changes and repents to draw close to the one she follows no matter the cost. As I look at our three camps today, those who seek signs, those who seek wisdom, and St. Paul, it seems to me that the first two camps are custom-made for admirers. The camp who seeks signs admire power they would have God step in and wield power in an unmistakable and undeniable way. Show me something, God, and then I'll believe. Impress me, God, and then I'll commit. In Matthew's gospel account, the crowd passing by the crucifixion put it in these words, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself if you are the Son of God. Come down from that cross. Matthew goes on to quote the chief priests, scribes, and elders of the people, who said, He saved others. He cannot save himself. So he is the King of Israel. Let him come down from that cross now, and we will believe in him. Earn our admiration, Jesus. Detached, uncommitted from a distance, I can have every intention in the world to be a disciple. If only... God will cross the line that I have drawn in the sand. If only God will jump through the hoop that I am holding in my hand. Such is the camp who seeks signs. The camp who seeks wisdom Admire sound arguments and the well made case. Only that which is just and fair, satisfying and sensible is worthy of our admiration. Convince me, God, and I will believe. But if your case seems unfair or boring or messy, ...or conflictual, then I'm out of here. I'll go over to another job, another relationship. I'll go to another. Nicodemus, from John's gospel account, is in this camp, it seems to me. Coming to Jesus at night, always a bad thing in the Gospel of John. Jesus responds to Nicodemus saying, Amen, amen, I say to you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. To which Nicodemus replies, How can a person once grown old be born again? Surely he cannot re-enter his mother's womb and be born again, can he? Jesus didn't make sense to Nicodemus. It didn't add up. Jesus doesn't convince this admirer. So Nicodemus, by his own choice, remains in the dark, an admirer from the shadows. Detached, uncommitted, and from a safe distance, I can have every intention in the world to be a disciple once God has sufficiently explained Himself to me in a way that I can understand and incorporate into my worldview. Such is the camp who seeks wisdom. So admirers flock to the camps of those who seek signs and to those who seek wisdom. St. Paul, however, preaches Christ crucified, a scandal to any who admire power and nonsense to worshipers of wisdom. Yet, this is who Paul preaches. Christ nailed to a cross. Only true followers can go there. Admirers fall away. Only those who can aspire with all their strength to be what they admire can ascend that tree. Only those who want above all else to cling close to Christ can abide in this space. For it is in this place of Jesus' crucifixion that we abide in a space that is unfair, unjust, unwelcome, unkind, and unwarranted. It is in this place of Jesus' crucifixion that we abide with a victim of others' jealousy, fear, anger, ignorance, power, lust, and selfishness. Though we are tempted to flee or despair like mere admirers, the follower abides in this place of weakness and nonsense, seeking the one for whom she longs, the one he loves. And from this place, discovering Christ crucified, the follower discovers God's weakness, which is greater than human strength, and God's foolishness which is greater than human wisdom, all because we chose to abide in this space of crucifixion. All of this got me thinking about Thomas Merton's favorite motto and also the fact that I'm going to the Trappist Monastery this whole next week for a retreat. So I'll go stand on his grave like everybody does. But this was Thomas Merton's favorite motto. Now hear this. Only here is spelled H-E-R-E. Now, hear this. Now, not in the past or some yet to be realized future, but right now, Christ awaits me, awaits you. Here, in this place, in our struggles and conflicts, our Compulsions and failures, our shadows and secrets, Christ awaits me, awaits you. This, this cross of mine, this cross of yours, can by the power and wisdom of God become our means of salvation through Christ, who takes it upon his own back for love of us. If only we will die to our strength, die to our wisdom, and become small, abiding in Christ, then we will find our true selves discovering what God has sought all along to hug us in love's embrace for all eternity. I saw the best bumper sticker yet the other day. It read, Do you follow Jesus this closely? (laughs) Well, do we?